Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new podcast series focused on Marquette-related individuals, students and faculty alike, who are adjusting to life during a pandemic. We'll hear about their struggles, their successes, their lows and their highs, and most importantly, how they are handling this unprecedented moment in history. I'm your host, Shane Hogan, and this is Back on Track. In this episode, we turn our attention to the healthcare field and how they have been impacted by COVID-19. Frontline workers have been the backbone of this entire situation and have been working tirelessly since March. They have been asked to do things they normally don't, work long, exhausting shifts, and put their lives on the line every single time they interact with someone who has COVID. As a society, we rely on our doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers so much during normal times, and now that we are dealing with a pandemic, we are relying them at an all-time high. This is also affecting nursing and med students as well as professors in the field. I talked to Katie O'Brien, a senior studying nursing, to see how she is dealing with everything and how she's had to adjust in her final year of college. In class, like not having, obviously everyone doesn't have completely in-person classes, but not having like the same, we do simulations in lab and some of those are online. So it's like just a really different, like it's a lot harder to learn online. And when you're trying to learn something that could help somebody with COVID, it's like kind of stressful to not be able to be in-person learning that stuff. I guess just going into the workforce, like we kind of all thought this would be gone in like a few months back in March but kind of adjusting to the idea that we're gonna have to deal with this for a lot longer than that. For O'Brien and other nursing students, clinical is an opportunity to get real hands-on experience before you enter the workforce. However, right now, clinical looks a little different. Normally during clinical, we get to be involved in like every patient that comes in, Um, but now there's a lot of COVID patients that we aren't supposed to go into their room and like we can't really do anything for them so that kind of stinks we're not allowed in any patient's room that's like a covid rule out patient or a covid positive so pretty much if they're any suspicion then we're not supposed to do a lot for them and even though o'brien is seeing this pandemic up close and personal she is still a student and believes that marquette should alter their testing protocols for students I definitely think that we shouldn't have to have had contact or have symptoms in order to get tested. I think they should probably do more like random screening for testing and stuff like that. It would also be great if UWM is actually doing rapid testing now and they just opened up that to the community this week. So if we could somehow like get rapid testing, that would be like huge for us on campus too. According to an article by The Atlantic, nurses and other healthcare workers are becoming increasingly exhausted by the long shifts and ever-changing status of the pandemic. Ed Yong writes, quote, For many healthcare workers, the toll of the pandemic goes beyond physical exhaustion. COVID-19 has eaten away at the emotional core of their work, end quote. Cases continue to arise across the U.S., 
With Thanksgiving fast approaching, many healthcare officials are begging people to stay home and limit their travel. I also talked to Sarah Davis, a nurse practitioner, nursing professor, and clinical coordinator here at Marquette. She has had to adjust the way she would normally go about her jobs as well. And like most people, most of it has gone virtual. So, so far, what we're doing differently is where um, most of our meetings are held online. So m part of my job was to go to each clinical site and meet with the managers, with the students, with the nurses, and with the instructor. Um, at least once throughout the semester to see how things are going. And now obviously those meetings are held virtually. Um, also with our students, there's been a lot of absences um, related to exposures that were not that did not happen at the hospitals. They happened outside the hospitals. So now we're doing some virtual simulation to make up clinical time that they missed. Davis explains what the students are able to do during clinical and highlights why they don't allow them to treat COVID patients. So the students are able to do everything that they used to be able to do. Um, I mean, that they've been able to do every semester. So they do a lot of the patient cares, assessments, um, vitals, med passes. They are not able to work with any COVID patients. So that is a restriction that we have set just because um, students are at a high risk of spreading COVID if they do you know, get it. So we don't want them to, to be exposed at all to COVID. So they have not been working directly with any COVID patients. With cases rising here on campus as well, there is a growing concern whether or not Marquette should keep having in-person classes. But Davis thinks Marquette is being stricter than other places. I think that Marquette is more strict than what the hospitals are at this point. Um, and the reason I say that is because a lot of our students would, would be okay, it would be okay for them to return as far as what the hospital policy is, but Marquette's policy is more strict. So um, any exposure obviously that a student has, they have to quarantine for 14 days. And um, anytime they test positive, they have to quarantine for a minimum of 10 days unless they still have symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are those were guidelines set by Marquette. Also, I think Marquette's been really good as far as social distancing on campus and the um, availability of hand sanitizer. Obviously, there's hand sanitizer everywhere now, and um, they are trying to, it seems like it's like the classrooms that I teach, because I teach in the classroom as well, that they are pretty spread out. Um, so I think they're doing fairly well there. One thing I would like to see improved is them actually having more wipes available in each classroom. I noticed that most of the classrooms I teach in are short on wipes, so I end up bringing my own most of the time, the sanitary wipes to wipe the desks off in between. But um, otherwise, other than that, I think Marquette's doing a, a really good job and they have the line available for students. So we refer most of our clinical students to the Marquette COVID line to see, you know, if they should be on um, quarantine and for how long, depending on what their exposure was. 2020 has truly been a year like no other. With social injustice, COVID-19 and the presidential election all overlapping, people have been tested like never before. The unfortunate part is that COVID was being used as a political weapon and undermined by our own president. And for Davis, she is disappointed that this pandemic has become a political talking point instead of being taken as seriously as possible. Yeah, I agree. I think that that is, um, it's irresponsible and it's um, somewhat 
narcissistic <laughs> for people <laughs> to feel that way because all they're caring about is themselves. But I, I do understand that if you're not working in healthcare, you don't see the same exposure to it as what somebody that is working in healthcare does. So you can hear it on the news, but then people aren't believing everything they hear on the news because they think the news over exaggerates, you know. Right. Um, but it's just, it's frustrating because there's so many, I mean, obviously working in nursing for my whole life, I have so many friends that are working the front line and they're all expected to work 12, 14 hour shifts. You know, they're getting called every day. Not only um, are we short on beds, but we're very short on nurses right now. So um, because a lot of nurses are off related to exposure or, you know, getting COVID themselves. So um, it's really disappointing when people say, you know, that this is all political or this is because they're not really looking um, at the big picture and they're not really focusing in on, on how detrimental it could be if our hospitals continue to become overloaded. And they are. And especially when flu season, you know, hits its it's prime once the flu actually starts to hit and then we're dealing with flu and COVID at the same, it's going to be a disaster. So even through all of the challenges, there is still a reason to be positive and hopefully get back on track. Well, I think we can be hopeful that a vaccine will come out and will work, but it may or may not. And if you look at history with the Spanish flu, it lasted for um, two years, you know, and a good two years. And they saw the worst of it as as right around the time which we're seeing right now. So November um, is when this, the second round hit for the Spanish flu. And um, that's kind of what we're going through right now. So I'm hoping that, you know, it'll, I mean, not hoping that it hits hard. It, it is already hitting hard. So it's going to hit hard. We're going to, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, in my opinion. Um, and then I'm hoping that you know, very hopeful that maybe by spring, summer, that things will start to to go back to normal. I think um, trying to keep the classroom setting as close to what we had been doing as possible, whether it's online or in the classroom, like keeping the content the same, you know, things like that mm. um, will help the students have some comfort um, and and be able to transition easier once we, we go back to normal, <laughs> per se. Uh, but who knows when we're going to go back to normal, you know? I mean, it's it's one of those things where we don't know if this is going to stick around for two years, three years, four years. I mean, polio was around for five years before they really got it under control. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that there's just a lot of unknowns, but I think we're doing everything that we can to keep things as normal as possible during this time of, you know, of uncertainty. As we look at life during the pandemic, it is important that we try to find the positives and the small victories. We have to find ways to get our lives back on track. Our thanks to Katie O'Brien and Sarah Davis. I'm Shane Hogan. Thanks for listening.